Welcome to the top MA entrepreneurs. Today I have Jason Battalion and Antonio Battalion, uh, Cuban Americans. Uh, and I take it that battalion is means battle, right? Well, uh, batalla means battle in Spanish. Battalion is just a name, but okay. it's close. Cool. Well, they've got a uh, company. They have its property uh, property works over a hundred employees. Their last acquisition they just did in 2021 was for $8.5 million, which was painters on demand. And we're going to talk about that a little bit, but let's talk about how you guys got started. Um, it looks like you acquired Perry's landscaping in 2009 for $350, excuse me, $350,000. And thank you for sharing all this on your website too. That's great. So how did this start, guys? What did you what were you doing before Perry's landscaping? And let's, you know, what was the decision to buy Perry's landscaping? Um, you want to speak to that, Jason? You want me to speak? Sure. So uh prior to that acquisition, um, we were in the real estate space. We still are. Um in, in that space, I mean uh multifamily. Uh, rentals. Um, we still are in that space. We love that space. Um, we were primarily in that space and servicing and managing and maintaining our own properties. Um, about 2007, you could kind of see the writing on the walls. There was, you know, there was going to be a slowdown. Things didn't make sense, et cetera. And 2008 came, you know, there was a big hit. Uh, so we decided since we were already servicing and maintaining a lot of our own properties, um, we decided to try and purchase a company and start doing that for other people. Yeah. And that was basically just a test run with Perry's uh, that, and that was a, a commercial lawn maintenance company. Um, and that's what we did with them. And that yeah. was- Did you guys, in uh, were they uh, a service provider for your properties? No, no, actually, uh, they came through a broker that we had met um, a, probably six months prior and, you know, told them that we were looking something, some ancillary things that went together with what we were doing, explained what we already did, et cetera. And so he was looking for stuff and sending us, you know, different opportunities. And that came through there. Yeah. Was it profitable, a company? It was. Yeah, it was. How did you guys pay for that? Was it, uh, you know, some equity down, uh, debt, seller financing? What did that capital stack look like? The the cap stack on that was um, it wasn't a large acquisition, as you mentioned. Um, it was small down payment, um, some small debt, and some uh, seller financing as well. Yeah, is that person still with the company, or did they leave? No, that person was uh, on their way out. They were retiring. They hung out for a little bit, not too long. Um, he was an older gentleman and he was retiring. So, yeah. Is the footprint from that Perry's landscaping still kind of the core of your business, of the landscaping business? Would you say? No, not at all. Completely changed. Move the other direction. Completely changed. Yeah. yeah. So, you went to the next thing was Nautical Creations acquired in 2010. That was just equipment and infrastructure purchase. What was that? Like a distress sale? Hey, bankruptcy, something like that? Kind of. It was a guy. It was a guy that we knew um, who was a friend that tried to do, you know, have his own company and, and struggled a bit and, and, and decided that he wanted to join forces with us instead of continue to do it on his own. Yeah. Um, so we acquired his company, his equipment, um, and he came to work with us for eight years. Great guy. Yeah. So, so we what, what, how, how did you guys pay for that? Was it like just cash out, like an asset valuation? Yeah, basically that we just took on some payments. Okay. We, we gave him a little bit of money and took on some payments. Yeah, in that case, we just assume, assumed his debt. Oh, Interesting. Was that a lot of debt? Why was the debt there? It was for the equipment or for yes. building? Yeah. Correct. Okay. So then you jumped over to Ambassador Landscaping, acquired in 2011. 
that was a sole proprietor, uh, already 12 years in business. Where did you guys find that? Same broker. Same broker. That same broker, yes. So he's got a bead on you. You're a reliable buyer. Whatever landscaping pops up, he talks to you guys first. Sure. If it if it fits, I don't know if we were first, but but he talked to us. Yeah. Yeah. If if it fits, you know, our geographical area that that we were looking at at the time, um, you know, and stuff like that, he would run it by us. What was the? Do you remember what the valuation for? uh, It was a company for 950k. What was the valuation on that in 2011, and how is that different in 2022? Um, I want to say, I want to say we paid just under three times SDE. Yeah, at the time. So, so that that company was doing about 300 grand SDE, um, and, we, and we paid give or take three times, maybe a little more. Um, same type of scenario, right? Some commercial debt, down payment, some owner financing. Um, that that's that's Pretty kind standard. of a requirement for us, right? Um, it, it's it's uh, for lack of a better term, it's kind of an insurance policy. Um, when when someone says, "Hey, listen, I, I you know this is what I do. Trust me, it's all there." Blah blah blah. I said, "Okay, so if, if you want me to trust you, then you got to trust me." Yeah. And 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 they carry a little bit, little bit of, uh, you know, some they have some skin in the game. And then, uh, to be honest with you, once we pay them off, uh, or they've been being paid for a couple of years, they're a pretty good ally for your next acquisition because you can say to someone, a future acquisition, hey, listen, I can introduce you to two or three people that can tell you that we're not full of shit and they've been getting paid. We did this with them and they're still around and here we are. So that's worked to our benefit numerous times. Yeah. It sounds like the uh, broker probably pre-frames you too. They go like, here's some great yeah. buyers. Here's how yeah. they buy. If you're open to that, great. Let's uh, meet, put you the two together. Sure. Yes. I mean, it, it works. They're, they're great testimonials on both sides. Yeah. Well, and, and at the end of the day, I think, I think there's, a, there's a statistic out there that I want to say like 90% of businesses don't ever sell. Oh yeah, yep. Um, and don't quote me on that. I'm, I'm not sure, but I know it's a high percentage. Um, so, so when you have a broker that that knows you can execute, they they they're an ally for you. They they're they find ally. you deals because if they don't sell, they don't make any money. Right. Yeah. So you jumped over to Moon's Landscaping, acquired quite soon after that. Same broker, same different guy, or what? Uh, yes, same guy. Yeah. And it's just uh, that was for five hundred fifty thousand dollars. You you got your template stack that you do, and and now you're rolling on. So you got at least three or four going right now. Um, was the when you guys put all these together, were the synergies happening like you thought they would? Um, yes and no. Um, oftentimes people think putting a deal together and finding the deals, the hard part, when you do it a bunch of times, that's, that's the easy part, man. It's running the damn thing. That's, that's challenging, right? Yeah. Uh, dealing with, you know, 60, 80, hundred, 200 employees, you know, at, at some point, everybody's different personalities, different issues. Everybody thinks they're underpaid. I'm still underpaid, by the way. I, I still think. <laughs> I'm underpaid. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, so, so that's where the challenge comes in, you know, working capital, everybody wants to grow businesses, but, but they got to be funded somehow, you know, nobody pays in advance. Everybody pays 30 days, 45 days. So there's, there's, there's cash flow issues all the time. Yeah. Yes. There's post-close, uh, uh, challenges that, that often people overlook that in, in my opinion are the real, you know, is a real challenge. Is that like, uh, you know, opening a chest of, you know, looking under the hood, you see stuff you don't see, or is it? Um, Not really. It hasn't been the case for us. It's just, you know, oftentimes um, most people think that if something's working, you just keep doing it. Yeah. But as you grow and, and exponentially, right, you have to realize that what got you here won't get you there, right? Uh, you've got to evolve. 
um, you know, uh, human resources comes into play, IT comes into play, banking, you know, all these other things that when you're a small business, you kind of just shoot from the hip on, all of a sudden become a priority and something that's got to be considered day to day, right? I mean, people want health insurance, you got all kinds of other things that, that weren't part of the business you bought, but now due to the fact that you've grown to a certain level now become part of the equation. Yeah. Now, have you guys ever, let's say you haven't or have built a company before and you know exactly, it's like, hey, I I know traffic is going to be six lanes in 2040. So I need to build a 10 lane highway then. I mean, how do you guys work on that and strategize and say, you know, here's what we need to do for the future. You know, we've got to have an HR department. We've got to have a general manager in place. We've got to kind of remove ourselves to working above the business. Um, that, that's a challenge, man. That, that's, that's, that's tough. Um, we oftentimes reach out. We're, we're big, um, you know, uh, learners or, 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 you know, we reach out to people who have been where we want to be, Yeah. who have done what we want to do. Um, you know, ask them for help. A lot of times people are shy or embarrassed or they feel awkward by going to someone and saying, Hey man, I'm, I'm, I'm doing something similar to what you've done. Would you mind having lunch with me, man? And I can ask you a couple of questions. You would be surprised how helpful some people are. Yeah. Remember, everybody likes to share their story and yeah. it's all a game of scales, right? Somebody that's buying their first company might look at us and say, Hey guys, can I take you to dinner? And we'll be like, sure, let's go. Sure. Where is it? Exactly. And it's no different than somebody that's doing 500 million looking at us. It's all a game of scales. Yeah. Um, so, so we've done that. Um, we are, we are habitual learners. Um, Dude, uh, is he talking about books? You talking about Vistage or young yes. entrepreneurs, uh, all no, the masterminds? Um, Yes, yes. I got to tell you, that's a common theme. I've done 60 plus interviews. People that are succeeding going over 50, 100 million, it's always a mastermind of mentorships. Yes. They'll point right to it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So you jumped into uh, Grasshopper Landscaping, uh, two quick acquisitions in 2012. How did that opportunity come up? It was a same broker guy, or where did that come from? So it's the same broker guy who calls us one day. It was a Thursday. And he says, hey, a um, little bit unconventional, but a deal fell through for me on a guy that has some visa issues, right? Like some uh, status issues here in the country or something. And he's in a hurry to sell. Here are the numbers. This is what he accepted. If you if this is appealing to you guys, we, we can put this together relatively quick. Yeah. And we looked at it within a week. We got back to him um, and said, "Let's let's let's move forward." And then we did it. So, what was the conversation between you and your brothers and your your group? Say, well, man, that's too much to digest. Can we do it? Should we do it? I mean, what was the, the you know? I, I need to see the worst case scenario, best case scenario on this because that's a that's a lot to digest. Two acquisitions in one year. Yeah, um, it, de- it definitely man, was. <laughs> it, it, it's it's um, everybody wants to play in the big. Mike Tyson says it best, right? Everybody thinks they can fight till I punch him in the face. Right? <laughs> it, 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 everything sounds nice, and oh, you know, you got a such and such sized company, and so many. That all sounds good and 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 fine until you're in the middle of it, right? Yeah. And you're working 14 hours a day and, you know, you don't see your kids and your wife on the weekends sometimes, right? That's where some people draw the line. You've got to be willing to play at the top level and do the definition for, for me, the definition of whatever it takes is the, is the, the defining term, right? If, if, if you're truly willing to do whatever it takes, then, then nobody says you can't do it. 
Now, whatever it takes doesn't mean, hey, I go home at five. I got to, you know, Sundays, I got to wake up at 10, which is most people. Yeah. Most people just, just don't have the gut to stomach business. Yeah. Well, what, what if you say, um, if you look at Warren Buffett, he gets up, he has his Coca-Cola or his coffee, he reads for four hours, he reads uh, financial reports, and then and then he's running a $300 billion company. How do you create uh, a scenario where you're working above the business to do that? That's that's always the question that my audience is looking at. Because like, well, John, well, I can buy the business and I can buy another one, but then I'm working 12 hours a day. Then I don't see my family. Then I don't, I don't get to go to their soccer games. So, so two things on that, right? That that's that's a really tough challenge. That's something we work on all the time to work on the business, not in the business. Number one, and number two, uh, Jack Welch said it best, right? Uh, there are no such, there is no such thing as work-life balance. There are work-life choices and we all pay a price for them. Yeah. Agreed. Right. So, so, um, you know, uh, does Elon Musk go to all his kids' soccer games? Probably I don't not. know if he knows how many kids he has first. Okay. Well, that may be true too. <laughs> so, um, uh, you know, was, was, was going to populate the planet. There? <laughs> was Tiger Woods there for for every birthday? Probably Absolutely. not. Yeah. yeah, you know, I mean, that's just the price you pay. Yeah, I think you guys, if you find something you really love to do and you're tip tap dancing to work, I, the hours, whatever they are, are yours, and you choose them. You just don't have any regrets for them. Sure, and, sure. and, I mean, and that's how Jason and I feel. Yeah. If the goal is clear, you know, those 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 uh, things you have to go through and the challenges are obviously significantly easier to deal with. You know, it doesn't yeah. mean they're easy, just means they're 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 easier to deal with when your goals are clear and you know what you want to do and where you want to be. What so what's the end goal? When you're, when you're young and you meet a new girl, right? You're anxious to go out and you know, you just that's all you think about. You know, you can't spend enough time with her, yada, 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 right? That's how we feel about what we do. Yeah. Love it. I mean, it's, it's yeah. a passion. Yeah. Well, but what's the end goal for you guys? What, what do you guys want to do? What do you want to do? Like build this? Is it a landscaping business or is it a service businesses? Uh, what is it a holding company of? So, so they're facilities maintenance organizations, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, so, so we've been approached three times now, um, for, for an acquisition that, that we've, you know, it just hasn't made sense. Right. Um, and, and frankly, uh, we're, we weren't big enough at the time, right. You need more mass. Uh, yeah, yeah, the deployment yeah. of capital has got to be large. Um, the goal is to roll up additional organizations throughout the Southeast U S in the next three to five years. And then, you know, sit down with some PE or, or someone else and, and, and maybe take on uh, uh, some funding and, and, and continue to roll it out. Yeah. But, but that's, that's the goal. We, we don't, we don't want to retire. We like what we do, take pride in it. It's fun. Yeah. Well, what do, what do you say your, uh, the PE firms kind of like the 2 million above EBITDA before they get on their radar? Where are you guys uh, now that's a 2012. So let's go. Let me, I'm jumping around here, but the end Adrian Lacey group janitorial services, that's what's a kind of an adjacent business, a little bit different, but I guess it falls under facilities maintenance. Yeah. Yes. That was a small janitorial company in South Florida. Yeah. Um, that again came through, uh, through the broker to us. Same guy. Uh, same guy. Yeah. 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 Um, and same deal, you know, uh, a little bit of commercial uh, uh, debt, some some cash up front. And the guy uh, uh, held a note, uh, you know, so same, yeah. same, same. Thing. Yeah. What uh, that's completely different kind of what makes the bell ring on that for the adjacent business. What uh Sometimes what happens with these is like it's a different core market, overestimating our skills or overestimating the 
cross selling, upselling or something. Was there any of cross selling between the two or is this completely separate business sitting by itself? So sometimes probably, I don't know, probably about the time that we got moons and, and uh, grasshopper, we started diversifying a bit and not just doing landscaping, but also doing more facilities maintenance, right? And by facilities maintenance, I mean just non-permitted day-to-day work at commercial facilities, whether it's janitorial services, whether it's pressure cleaning, changing a door lock, you know, all kinds of odd and end work jobs that come up in, in commercial facilities. And we expanded that side to have, uh, I think currently we work at over 90 educational facilities throughout the state of Florida, um, numerous car dealerships, you know, Porter services, you know, that, that type of stuff along with the landscaping. So, so the Adrian Lacey group fit that side very well. Yeah. And the Adrian Lacey group, that's uh, who is Adrian Lacey? Why did why was the name called that? Cause it doesn't match the janitorial services at all. Uh, I, I can't answer that, man. No, no idea. Name. No idea, but he had, he had some good accounts that made sense. And you know, that's what we looked at. There's yeah. a lot of things, you know, especially on the smaller, on the smaller end, the smaller operators that don't make an awful lot of sense that they're doing. You run into that quite often. So you guys were in this uh, purchasing the multifamily tenants operations, and you saw all these facility management uh, uh, services being around this, you know, this planet here. And you just said, okay, you're, you're just going to go start purchasing those, like taking care of those. Basically we were, we were performing all of these services um, prior to, you know, uh, Perry's in 2009, we were performing all of these services for ourselves at our own properties that we yeah. owned and operated and managed. Um, so with the Perry's acquisition and all the subsequent a- acquisitions, we started doing that for other people, you know, and, and focus strictly on the commercial side, uh, municipalities, commercial, you know, larger uh, buildings, et cetera, and so all of the the acquisitions and the potential acquisitions we look at were are still in that space, yeah. in that maintenance space, which does allow some cross selling. Currently, uh, the companies are divided in just two companies. So we operate as two separate companies, uh, POD, which is Painters on Demand and Property Works. Yeah, I'm going to talk to you about that Painters on Demand because that's a that's a much bigger acquisition. Is the goal to uh, continue just buying these satellite type service facilities management businesses or and also to buy more multi-tenant kind of properties? Well, the properties is a separate thing that that really has nothing to do with these businesses. Our our properties is, you know, a a separate thing as far as our multifamily properties. Sure, we're always looking in that space and, 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 uh, um, in the future, there'll, there'll be more on the real estate side that we do. Um, however, that's you know separate from this. Um, as far as on property works and, and painters on demand, uh, basically it just depends deal by deal what we're able to. You know, some people bring us deals, some deals we have that we've uh, identified ourselves through uh, vendors or partners that are in our network that we use that you know become potential acquisitions. Um, some of them you just tuck in. And when it's something of substance large enough, it'll be standing on its own as we did with Painters on Demand. Yeah. So let's go into this Painters on Demand acquired in 2021 for 8.5 million, which was 10 times, almost 10 times the largest acquisition you did on all the others. I mean, where did that come from? Was it the broker also? No, that wasn't. So, so, So they were a sub of ours. Um, we would sub them out large painting projects. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, we met the owner, great guy, 
And one day we're having a drink, shooting the breeze and, you know, just talking about what we do, what our plans are. And I told him a little bit about what we wanted to do. And he said, you know, at some point I, I, I'd like to turn the page, you know, I'm, you know, of, of X age and, you know, I want to enjoy life a little bit, blah, blah, blah. And I talked to Jason and we came back to him and said, Hey, why, why don't we talk about this? Right. Um, and a year and a half later, we own the company. So it was a, almost a year and a half sales cycle where you planted the seed. It goes through his head like these guys are can buy it, take it over, keep my legacy, keep my employees. And OK, these guys, I'm comfortable with these. The, the deal fell apart a couple of times before it happened. Why did it fall apart? Just because it does. I mean, um, uh he had an advisor that told him that he thought he could get more money for it. You know? So we, we were honest with him. We said, Hey, listen, man, we, we've done this a couple of times. This is your first time. This is what's going to happen. They're pulling your chain. When it comes down to it, they're going to run you through the mill, blah, 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 blah. And, and he, he was honest with us too. He's a great guy. We still hang out with him. we got a meeting next week. I think um, he said, I, I understand guys, but, but I, I, for my sake, I just got to go through the motions. I said, all right, so let's, let's give it a timeline. I think we gave him like 90 days. If in 90 days you don't have a, 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 a asset purchase agreement in place, we go back to the table. Was this a broker dealer and he was listed on a site? Say no, it was a, it was a guy. I don't even know what the guy it was did a this. smaller M and a firm that he was working with. That was essentially preparing him to bring them to market. Okay. Right. And he um, said, what, what, what valuation did that guy say it was worth? I mean, cause that's how you really sign up clients to say, Oh my God, you're going to get 10 times X. I don't, if, if I told you, man, I'd be making it up. I don't remember uh, exactly, but it, it was, I want to say it was like eight times or something. It was like high. Eight times, even on a painting company. Okay. Yeah. Right. And we were like, and, and again, don't quote me on that. It was, it was high. It was too high for you guys. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Well, I, I think mean, it was too it, high for anybody, frankly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know anybody uh, that paid that. 8X. Yeah. And, and the market doesn't bear that. Right. Yeah. And, and so he went through it. So 90 days uh, later, um, you know, we, we call him and we say, Hey, where you at? And he said, you know what, man, it hasn't happened. Um, you know, I'm going to pull the plug. I said, all right, so let's schedule a meeting. Me, you, and Jason lock ourselves up in a conference room and we draw out the deal. And we did that. I think we were in the room for four or five hours and we left with a with a, 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 an executed LOI. And then we put it all together after that. What kind of uh, questions did you ask him to get his real motivation? Like what were his curious or odd like, I want this, like, I, I, you know, so, so a couple of things that we've figured out, which helps is most of the time, right at this smaller level businesses, the people that are selling have this notion, and I'm not saying this was this guy's notion, but they have this notion that your business is indirectly worth what you feel you need to do for the rest of your life, right? Yeah. So you feel you need $3 million because you want to travel the world and have, you know, X amount put away for the rest of your life. So all of a sudden, your business is now worth $3 million, right? Yeah. One thing has nothing to do with the other, but this is a lot of times they're thinking. So you have to allow them to speak and, 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 in many cases, kind of try to educate them a little bit and say, hey, listen, one thing has nothing to do with the other. Um, there may be a way that we can get you to the three million bucks, i.e. some seller financing, which you're going to make some interest on the money. We're going to pay you more than the bank's going to pay you, yada, yada, yada. But one thing has nothing to do with the other. Sure. Um, and to and that point, if they, if they look around enough and speak to enough brokers, um, typically they'll find somebody whose valuation aligns with what they feel they need for the rest of their lives. Right. Yeah. And this is kind of weird because businesses, business owners, it's a really easy to see what the comps are in real estate and what the right. property next door is selling. Like, well, dude, you're not going to get any more than the guy next door that sold to you. Right. Correct. But right. business owners 
there's not a, you know, they don't go, they have a broker or an investment banker says it's worth 10X. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, but they don't, there's no place where they can go, well, it's only 2X or 3X, even. Right. Correct. Yeah. And, and so and that, happens, times, that happens often. And, you know, a lot of times um, they fail to realize how, how involved they are in their business. And yeah. if they weren't as involved, then potentially or most likely that multiple would be higher. However, they are almost always more involved than they lead, you know, lead you on to believe they are. Yeah. I mean, they, they could be doing the hiring, firing, they, they could do the sales or business development, or they're doing all of this stuff. They are still inside the business. Correct. And so, it's not automated or a general manager in place. And if it was automated and there was those people in place, frankly, most of the time they wouldn't be selling. Let's be honest. That's yeah, That's very true. Yeah. Yeah. So, so the real test is simple, right? And we ask them all the time when we meet with people, oh, no, no, my business runs by itself. I, I, I think I work like two hours a week. Really? So really, well, pack your shit. Let's go. We're going to disappear for two weeks. Let's see what happens. Well, no, 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 I can't do that. Well, because I got to do payroll and I got to do this <laughs> and that and the other and yada, yada, yada. So, so that defines really if you got a really good job, well, you actually have a business. Can you leave for two weeks and call in every couple of days and the business keeps running? You got a name for that? Like a fishing for swordfish two-week trip? <laughs> Whatever, man. A vacation in Belize is something. But if you can't leave and things run by themselves, so to speak, you really don't have a business. You got a good job. Yeah. You got a great job. And yeah. so... Did he realize when you guys went to this uh, four hour meeting, did he already go through this process and realize like, oh, man, I, uh, I'm uh, uh, at this point, I'm going to be transparent because it's not selling and I want out. What was motivated to want out? Was it was it health reasons or no. something? Or- so, so, so he didn't he doesn't have any health reasons, thankfully. Like Tony said, he's a great guy. He's a, he's a good friend of ours now. We enjoy spending time with him. Um Frankly, I just believed he 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 knew uh, where we were at and you know in, in in the economy cycle where we're at and in, in where we're at you know economically, yeah. um, and he knew that he was not willing to take on the next step and the next tier of his business to grow it to the next level. Frankly, um, and felt confident that we could do that. Um, we've shown, you know, we were able to show him and prove to him that we could do that. Um, in a lot of ways, our operation, you know, our, our, that we operated similarly in, in a lot of ways. So, you know, he was attracted to that. We were attracted to that. We both liked each other's teams at, you know, the different companies, et cetera. So, you know, it was a good fit. Um, and I'm sure if you ask him, he'd tell you the same thing, you know, it was, it was, it was the best fit. Uh, he did speak to some other people, like uh, Tony said earlier, um, and it just wasn't the same thing, you know. And yeah. frankly, even with those other people, uh, we knew who they were, what they were doing. It, it would have never worked anyway. Um, but so he he uh, saw the headwinds coming in the economy, and he didn't want to go through another down cycle, and the energy required that. And then he didn't want to he he didn't have the energy to grow to the next level. When that part of the conversation came up, did he kind of ask you for a piece of it, kind of doing the private equity model, put 30% back in chips on the table? Did he ask for any slice of that? If you took it to 16 million, he'd get the upside on that? No, no, we, we, no. Didn't, we didn't do that. No, no, yeah. he, he, he was pretty honest, man. Um, like I said, we talked about it and he just said, Hey guys, listen, man, I, I, you know, it's just time for me to move on, you know, yeah. I've done this and I want to, you know, I want to travel a little bit, blah, 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 and spend some time with my grandkids. And, you know, you guys are younger and, 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 and I think this is a good fit. Which yeah. It has been thus far. How old was he? I want to say he's early sixties. Yeah. But, but everybody's different, man. What's, what's, 
what's ideal for me may not be for you or vice versa. Different oh, geez. People. Look at uh, Warren Buffett, Charlie Munger. They're 92. Sure. And they're making yeah. still billion dollar deals, hundred billion dollar deals. In their case, a little bit different. That's the only thing keeping them alive. <laughs> That's true. If they stop off that uh, train. That's, they That's all you have at that point. Yeah. That's interesting. So how is that? Did you install a general manager or someone one of you to take over or what? Did he have a so, number two man in place? So he had and and still has um, his his core, his C-suite, for lack of a better term, um, were three badass guys. Just yeah. good, good, good guys. Um, we met with them, had drinks, hung out with them. We liked them. They they get along. Um, you know, that that was an important part for us. Um, Post-close, we told them we were going to put a program in place where we were going to share the growth with them, i.e. overrides, commissions, and stuff like that, where they were going to, we were going to bust ass, but they were going to make more money. Yeah, right? yeah. And, and, and it's worked out that way for all of us. I mean, we're doing really well with that business. They're doing well. They're, you know, they're making more money. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's great yeah. all the way around. Show me the compensation plan. I'll show the outcomes. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. And, 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 you know, oftentimes, again, going back to people who we've met that are trying to do what we're doing, you, you got to realize that you're not the only person that wants to make more money. Right. Right. Everybody thinks, oh, yeah, I got you, you got to share. Right. You, you, you got your own. You're defined by your team. You want good people. You want to be able to to grow. You got to have people you can put weight on their shoulders. And those people want to make money. Yeah. Are, are, are you having tr trouble finding give it to them? Oh, yeah. Right. No, I'm not saying give it to them, but but put a vehicle in place where they can earn it. Yeah. As far as finding people, yes. If if I told you we weren't, I'd be lying. It's it's a challenge to find people. Yeah. It's tough. It's tough. Well, going back to that conversation with the seller, and he knows that there's headwinds happening. You know there's headwinds happening. Are you offering them a multiple uh, because of those headwinds? A little bit lower. Um, you know, economy goes south, interest rates go up, inflation goes up. Um, um, the, the, the part of the answer is yes, in a certain way. Um, uh, part of the multiple our deal that we struck up and the capital stack and everything kind of uh, has to do with that, right? Um, he did, uh, you know, hold the sellers. No, we do have some commercial debt, etc. So we felt and still feel. Um, that given the deal that we came up with, I mean, it was no secret, you know, um, a year ago that at some point here, you know, we're heading into a recession, rates are going to go up. I mean, things, things like that are happening. That, that, that's not a secret, whether it's, you know, six months or 18 months or 24 months is to be seen, but it was, it's going to happen, you know, yeah, would be naive to think not. Um, so that all that stuff was taken into consideration in, uh, in our deal. With yeah. Him. So curious, uh, a, a year and a half, it's your biggest deal in your facilities management, not including the property stuff. What, what do you, what do you two guys do to celebrate that success? Try to find another one, man. What the hell else are you going to do? <laughs> That's the most frustrating part is, is, uh, is having, uh, having the ability and the wherewithal to replicate this and it taking time in order to find the right acquisition and what makes sense, you know, uh, that's, that, that part's a little frustrating. Yeah. Do you sometimes feel imperative to continue? This is what happens to a lot of people that start acquiring companies serially is they just keep acquiring and they don't digest, yeah. uh, the others so, putting processes in place. I agree with that. And, um, as Tom, who you had on your podcast, um, the Canadian guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. I forgot him, right? So so we as well went to see Dan Pena in Scotland. Like he oh, did. okay, okay. So, so uh, we went twice. I think he went twice as well. Um, so Dan said something to us, which I'll never forget. He says that Boone Pickens taught him this. 
And he said, Boone Pickens said, Danny boy, don't get too hungry. If you want a deal bad enough, you'll make a bad deal. So in other words, don't be a deal junkie and just chase the, the high, right? Yeah. Your point, make sure you digest them, make sure things flow. There's processes and systems in place, you know, uh, to, to be able to support it. Yeah. At some point, if you were that deal, I slim picking uh, out of Texas oil guy, but he, you know, the chair, there's only one chair left to two people and somebody's going to be left without a chair. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's so also, also that digestion period uh, seems to be a little bit less uh, as the size of the deal grows. Remember, the, the larger the deal, the more infrastructure is already in place. And if it's a large enough deal, you're going to leave that deal on its own, worry about some cross-selling after the fact, but that deal is going to sustain itself and it's running on its own. So it doesn't take as long to digest it because, you know, it's not like small deals in, in 09, 10, 12, 11 that, you know, you're just tucking them in. There's a lot more moving parts there. Yeah. What, what did you guys learn about uh, uh, the, the big deal versus the small deals? Will you do these small deals anymore? We would um, if it makes sense. Um, strategic. Prefer yeah. not to. Strategically, yeah, you do something and tuck it in. But yeah. um, to, to, to us, the larger deals just make more sense. It takes just as much energy and effort. And in certain places, back to what I was just saying, I mean, having infrastructure in place and just tweaking what's in place and adding to that is a lot easier than building it. Yeah. How, how do you guys, I got to talk about you guys working together. Uh, how do you guys work together? Who's, who takes the role? <laughs> you got a big smile on your face on that one. Who takes this role? Who takes that role? And, and when somebody's got an idea and this guy thinks it's dumb and vice versa, how does that work itself out? Because I, I'd be like, I got a brother one year older than me and we probably wouldn't be friends if we weren't related, but I love him to death. Right. Well, we're, <laughs> um, we're, we're, we've always worked together. Um, yeah. and we owe that to our parents, um, that, you know, bred that and, and like that we've always worked together. We kind of stay in our own lanes. Uh, however we do, you know, have, have, uh, you know, we do crossover and, 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 and communicate about everything and have disagreements. And, you know, the biggest thing is our, our, our goals are the same. And we understand that we're all, you know, pushing in the same direction. You have different views at times. We do have different ways of looking at things. Generally, we end up, you know, at the same outcome, you know, to, to a problem, you know, he looks at it this way. I look at it this way, spin around in circles and we end up at the same place most of the time. Yeah. Do you guys have a, a, an equal veto vote on an acquisition or a project? Absolutely. Yeah. We, it's fifth. Everything's 50, 50. Yeah. If so we what did your, don't move forward, we don't move forward. What did your family, your parents do that instilled you to keep that family unit together? Like, Hey, uh, what, what did your mom or dad call you? Antonio or is it Tony? Tony. Tony. Tony, we're having dinner at six. Be here. Or, you know, you're in trouble. Um, Everybody at the dinner at six o'clock. Listen, man, uh, I think what we got in today's day and age is lost. And yeah. I feel bad for a lot of kids. I, I agree. Um, yeah. Our dad was tough. Right. He, he, he was he, he was amazing. And I wish he was still around to see our success, because essentially we owe it to him and my mom. Unfortunately, yeah. he's not. He's passed. But tough love works, man. Respect. Yeah. Um, following through, having having a word. If I tell you I'm going to do something, I'll be damned. I'm going to do it. Right. Um, he taught us integrity. Yeah. Right. Uh, since we were kids, respect. I mean, just a number of different things. Work ethic. Um, you know, he worked. He came to this country when he was 11 years old without from, his from parents. Cuba from Cuba. Yes. Yeah. He went to an orphanage. 
Uh-huh. Uh, you know, a couple of, I think several months or a year later, his dad came and at 16, his dad died here oh, in this country. So he was on his own. He struggled, man. Uh, met my mom in Chicago and they moved over here and, and had a family. And uh, like, like, as Jason said, um, we owe all of our success to the foundation they created for us. Just, I mean, we did it, but yeah. they created the foundation that enabled us to do that. Ah, that's a great story, man. I love these stories because, you know, the tough love and the foundation, the platform that he created allowed you to be where you're at. Sure. Yes. Yeah. What other kind of like uh, integrity? I mean, what was an experience where you may have crossed the line and he said, like, no, this is what we do. You're going to go return the money or whatever that was. <laughs> um. I don't know. Um, I don't have to think about that a little bit. I'm sure there's a couple of them, but probably some of them you won't want me to share here. But 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 I got to think a little bit about that. Yeah. Um, But what else is like integrity, manners? I I can tell also dress too because you guys are dressed to the nines, like the Kingsman dress. You look great, both of you guys. Yeah. Was dress in there too? Like, oh yeah, absolutely. Manners maketh the man. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, trying to think what what I could what I could tell you. Um, you know, and 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 when we were kids, right? Family members, everybody, they would tell us we were all kind of crazy because all we did was work, and he was tough on us. Yeah. And and it's fascinating to see now, right? When we were kids, we thought it was a bit nuts. And now we think how right he really was in many, many, many things. And those people that often criticized and thought we were nuts are not in such a good place right now. Right. And, and, And their plan didn't quite work out as well as ours did now. Again, not that, you know, we weren't fortunate, good health and all kinds of other things, but there was just this gut, man, this, this urge to, to succeed and be the best you can be at whatever it is you're going to do, right? If, if you're going to pick up trash, you're going to be the bra- best trash collector there is. Right. That in today's day and age like this everybody gets a trophy bullshit i'm out (laughs) if you suck you need to know you suck go find a different sport yeah right hey i'm not good at this let me go get somebody else to do this right um you know that didn't exist when when we were kids yeah um so i mean Where, where did that come from from him though because he was abandoned and like a by himself at 11, 14. And well, he, he wasn't abandoned. He, he, he moved over. Yeah. Here. He moved uh, over by himself yeah. and in an orphanage and then lost his dad. So um, you guys had a great mentor role. Yes. But he didn't. Where'd that come from? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, and I, 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 I couldn't tell you, but I can tell you this. Um if we would not be successful and we don't, to me, speaking for myself, if I don't use that to the best of my ability and am not successful, then I believe that I'm a failure because these people made these decisions and went through these struggles. And ultimately, I'm the benefactor of that, uh, not financially, but being here and what they taught and the foundation and being able to be born in the United States. And if I don't take advantage of that, then I'm a failure. Yeah. So good, that's good decisions that's, that's and problem. gratefulness. Good decisions and gratefulness. I just heard. Yeah. Sure. So another thing that we did, Tony just briefly mentioned, and, and, and I got to mention, and I'm sure he'll say the same. The foundation and all of that was put there by our parents. And, you, you know, uh, we, we can't say enough about that. Um, when we went to see Dan Pena, that put lighter fluid on it. Yeah. You know, we had, so much of the foundation and certain things, but 
but seeing him and spending time with Dan put lighter fluid on top of that for both of us. Yeah. What, what attracted, I mean, there's a lot of coaches out there today that teach the acquisition entrepreneurship. What, what was it about Dan that attracted you? So I'll give you a quick story. And I told him this when we sat with him. Um, I go see a guy in Miami no, we, we, Jason and I go see a guy, a, a, uh, a motivational speaker guy in Miami. And we get back home. Don't know how, but I'm going through my phone and a video of Dan Pena comes up. We got back late. It's probably 1230 at night. I'm laying in bed. I'm listening to the video. I was hooked out of the box. I just, I like, like real people. I cuss, obviously. He cusses. I don't like people to sugarcoat stuff, right? And and he does not. No, he he, he he's not looking for friends. You need a friend, buy a dog. Yeah. Um, I I, I like that in people. Um, it was three thirty in the morning. I was still listening to him. My wife's going, "What is going on? Who is this guy? What is he talking about?" Right. So so I called Jason. He goes, "What happened?" I'm telling him about it at three thirty in the morning. And he's going, can't this wait till tomorrow? I'm like, no, man, we, this guy is amazing. This is like us. And so I was overwhelmed by it out of the box. It took us probably a year to make the decision to fly over there and do it. It's not cheap, by the way. Yeah. Uh, and, and I think, and I told him this, in my opinion, to Jason's point, um, Aside from our parents, it's probably running a close second or a close first to the most instrumental thing for us because yeah. he, he teaches you and explains to you from someone who's done it, not someone who's read about it or someone who was told how to do it. He did it. He tells you the stuff that most people don't. Does that, does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. But what is it? Is it the mechanics of how it's done or it's the, the belief system that you can do it, that he's teaching you? Um, it's all of the above. It's all of the above because a lot of people think they can do it and believe they can do it, but they don't have the tools. Other people have the tools, but they don't think they can do it. So it's a mixture of putting all that together and, and, and spending time with someone who's done it. Yeah. I mean, I, I have a, I have my I have a boys, right? 11 years old. On the way to school, we listen to Dan Pena together. Yeah. Right? And when we get to school, he says, Dad, turn that down because these people might not understand what he's talking about <laughs> when, when you open the door. Right. So, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm a big believer in that, I, I think. I'm very grateful to him. Uh, he's had us on as well um, uh, as as he has as as he's had Tom to speak to some of his uh, new mentees. Um, but but I'm we're, we're thankful to him. Yeah, well that's great, man. You guys are kicking ass, uh, and that is an hour gone by. So I thank you, Tony, and uh, thank you, Jason. Man, I really appreciate it. Appreciate you uh, having thank, us. Thank on. you for having us. Yeah. Good story, guys. Well-dressed. Thank you so much. All right. Take care. Take care.